It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. We are back. This is the FlowTrack Podcast on a Wednesday. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. The email address, FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to the FlowTrack Podcast YouTube page. On today's show, we're going to talk about the final five nominees for Men's Athlete of the Year in track and field. And we're also going to preview the women's race at the NCAA Cross Country Championships, which takes place in just a couple days from now in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where Gordon and I will be Gordon hello how are you we are 68 hours away from NCAAs by the time the show is over 67 hours away and then the hour after that 66 just gonna keep going we're getting closer the countdown is real yeah you excited for the women's preview I see you got some charts up here. I thought, that you, I thought you were going to say you're excited for the, the, the meet. Yeah, I'm excited for the meet. Well, no, I'm not excited step... for the podcast. I'm excited for the actual event. I'm a process guy. I trust the process, so you got to do one step at a time. We can't be outcome-oriented. Yes, I, think I am excited to break down the women's field. Lots of intriguing matchups, both at the team side and individual. Typically, a lot of times, an individual is already a known or a team is an already, a, already a known. That's a way to say that mm-hmm. phrase. Is an already Huge. There's not a huge favorite. There are there are slight favorites. There's like medium favorites, but there's not like uh, it's one it's one or the other. So I'm excited to break down, especially the team battle, and we got some analytics, deep diving analytics for you. Oh really? Yes, I'm ready. You're gonna decide who's a point nine five versus who's a point nine six. I I use so I will say this. We'll get to it, but I have updated the algorithm. Mm. And I could reveal the algorithm. Guys. Should I save it for the bonus pod or should I actually reveal the algorithm? Because I changed – I tweaked it. I tweaked the algorithm and it was fun to do it. It was fun to tweak the algorithm because I was like, whoa, I never thought about doing this. It's the first time I've ever done it this way. Should you do so that a, right before the most important meet of the year? Yeah. Okay. That's because now you have the most data. You have limited data in the beginning of the year, so you kind of use a certain type of way of – Prioritizing, prioritizing certain races over others. Okay. But as you get closer, you're able to recognize like this ain't as important as I thought it was. What you did last year, it yeah, should that, that big be of a that deal. should be built in though. It should be built in, but you need what, a model, not an algorithm. Is what you need. Well, that's what it, it's the same thing. So it needs to fluctuate. It's like Twitter, time. we're changing the tires on the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> no, the algorithm changes as you as the season changes because. Who you are in September is all based on what you did last year. Who you are in November is all based on what you did in October. Yeah, but I'm saying that should happen automatically. Like you should set that to well, happen all they gotta at do the is beginning of the year. Click the button and, and then that way it's the same. Well, this isn't like a, a robot that's just like that's what I need emailing me the results. No, like, it needs to – yeah, you need to scrape data and it needs to all go in there and then you got right. – How many hours left do we have till? We still – we're three minutes still 68 hours okay. from where we are. All right. Before we do that though, let's talk about the men's athlete of the year – Final five. I knew that was going to be something to talk about with this group. So the final five were athletics announced. Jakob Ingerbertson, Manu Duplantis, Ilyad Kipchoge, Noah Lyles, and Sufjan El-Bakali gets that number five spot. I like that. I'm happy about that. It's ridiculous. I'm a big Bakali fan. You're, I know you're a big Bakali fan. If you've listened to the bonus pod, you can understand why Gordon is a big El-Bakali fan. It's not ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Um, let me say, at the jump, it's going to be between Mondo and, and Kipchoge. So yes. the uh, addition of El Bacali and the omission of Dos Santos isn't ultimately going to impact who is going to be the rightful winner of this award. It's going to be, it rightfully should be between those two. I think we both had Mondo slightly, yeah. but I'm not going to yell at anybody if you say Kipchoge. He yeah. broke his award record. It's tough to compare a pole vaulter. And a marathoner. Yeah. But there's literally apples to oranges. Yes. Yeah. One of them carries a pole and goes over a bar, and the other one runs for two hours on in the street. street. Yeah. yeah. There's just not there's much not, in common there's not between much overlap. those two. Yeah. You know, is there any overlap? Like, shoes are different. Shorts are different. I know. Look. In this thing, they're both wearing half tights. So. 
half tights. That's the thing they have in common. They wear half tights. Everybody's got half tights on in the photo, actually. Big, big half tight year. <laughs> year for half tights. That's the actual athlete of the year is half tights. No, Alison Dos Santos got robbed. Alison Dos Santos should have been in this final five. There's no argument for why El Bacali should be ahead of Dos Santos. They both were undefeated. Dos Santos competed in twice as many finals. Dos Santos had better all-time performances. Dos Santos competed against a better historical field than Albacale. I have no idea how you would ever come up with this, with this decision where you would ever uh, put Dos Santos below Albacale. I had him fourth behind Lyles, and then I had Jakob five. I actually had Che and Holloway ahead of I had Albacale eighth. Yeah. I like this because this is just I can get a little bit of a win. I was very upset about my whole streak of Jackson not getting in. So if I can cause a little chaos on the men's side, I'm okay with it. I'm a big Dos Santos but fan. But you're a Dos Santos guy. I am. I am Why do you want him out? What did he do? He went. He had an awesome season. Because I'm a yeah. I don't. I'm. I am upset that they're. I would have rather they took off Jakob Ingerbertson for Bakale, but you know. Beggars can't be choosers, and I'm really upset about the whole no faith Kipiagon, no Sharika Jackson. So you just wanted chaos, is what you're saying. I wanted chaos, and you know Dos Santos can handle it. I feel like he's got a level set head. He's young. He's what 23 years old. The guy still has yet to hit his peak. His time is still in the future. We think it's now, but I think his time is still in the future. I think he's gonna have a chance to potentially do something even more special next year, where he right. could beat a healthy Warholm and a healthy. Benjamin like that's gonna be all that is true but that doesn't change the fact that this year you put the two resumes up yes nobody can conclude that Bacali should be in over Dos Santos yes. like it's crazy yeah I mean I don't know what the online vote was maybe he got crushed in the online vote but the 75 percent of non-online vote I don't know how anybody would come to the conclusion that you have to have El Bacali in there maybe there's like a leaning towards big steeple contention out there also if we're going to be honest, like Monaco is the central hub of world mm-hmm. athletics. Morocco. Oh, it's clo- shorter close. flight. It's like they kind of look – El Bacali is kind of their go-to like Monaco athlete even though he's not from Monaco. Okay. They kind of t- take him under – they like adopted him. They kind of like attack- – it's like saying how, you know – It's usually the French athletes I thought that they really cheer for. No, they cheer for El Bacali. They do? Yeah. Okay. He's like a star in Monaco. So okay. I think that could have been You've been there for that? Yeah. To see? Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, I, they have a Rabat Diamond League. He, so he gets to – he gets his cheers there as well. I just – Dos Santos did everything you're supposed to do. Like he showed up to everything. He ran every Diamond League pretty much possible. Yeah, Dos Santos is, is definitely robbed. Yeah. I just want everybody to acknowledge that. And I don't know how you could come to this. Like what – I don't know what the argument would be. Like I would love to – There is no the argument. Argu- okay. There is absolutely no argument for El Bacali. But this is one of those things where there clearly was a face mask, but it benefited your team. So you're just going to accept it. Or it clearly was an offensive charge, but whatever. Your team's on the good side of it. You're going to be like, hey, them's the rules. So this is a them's the rules moment for El Bacali fans. Okay. I like how you acknowledge that there's just absolutely no there's, argument. Oh, it's completely fraudulent that El Bacali's <laughs> in this. It should 100,000% be Dos Santos. Okay, good. Like, I'm not going to justify go. Dos Santos yeah. not being on this. He should be on it. Yeah. 100%. It would have been – so I had him eight, right? And then the, the other two nominees, I had Peters nine and then Pichardo ten. I guess if you had one of those guys, it would have been even a bigger red flag because those guys lost a bunch in the season. Remember, Pichardo was only four and five this year. El Bacali, again, five – only ran five – 3,000-meter steeple finals. He had one 2,000-meter steeple final, which... But you can argue this. He didn't lose. He didn't lose, but you can't compete there's half people, as many times. There's people on this... You know who lost? Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Jakob, Jakob lost, yeah. So... Mondo lost. Mondo lost. So... Yeah. But again... Maybe, that's something. He's got... Rosantis didn't lose, though. More than five times. I would like but, to see more than five times, or I would like to see... You don't no, no that's not true. Yeah, yeah. You do this whole like you have to run a lot because you don't hold that against Sydney because Oh, I wonder why. What's the difference between Sydney and Albacali? I don't know. What's the difference between Sydney and Sharika Jackson? Because last time I checked, they both have two of the top four all time performances. World yet record. one is a guaranteed lock to win athlete of the year and the other one's not World, even invited. World record. Again, if you're only gonna run five times, you gotta make those five count. El Bacali yeah, pull up El Bacali's times here. Eight twenty five at Worlds. Uh, 802 in Lausanne, 807 in Zurich, 
758. So he had one of the sub eight performances. Gurmak had more sub eights than him, and then an 809 in Doha. It's he's, a fine season. He's it's just an a big season. He's just a big Fast and the Furious fan. Vin Diesel's his icon. Winning is winning. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Sure. Doesn't matter if you run the world record or not. But it does if you're deciding between athlete of the year. Then it does actually matter. And this season is not better than Dos Santos. I'm just happy that you're upset because I was so upset about the women's side. But that was so just, I'm just this is me just like Schadenfreude for me. That was I'm just happy you're okay. First experiencing off, this. Good job on Schadenfreude, by the way. You tried to sneak that in there. <laughs> Because you didn't know if you had pulled it off, but you did a good job. Yeah. I, so, I, I, almost. You I, almost landed that shot one. Shot and yeah. Uh But no, this is so much worse than, than the women's. Because the women's, you honestly had a situation where you're like, all right, it's six for five spots. But then they threw Garcia Leon in there. So then it became Six for four spot. spots. Yeah. yeah. But this is just one-on-one when you look at them. Because they got all the other ones right. It'd be one thing if they just went crazy and just yeah. had a totally different formula than we were anticipating. But they had all the other ones right. So they were – Using the same thought process we did. And then in the last one, they just said, you know what? Let's add the steepler. Let's just throw him in there. All right. Mondo's winning? Yeah. I think Mondo's going to win. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if Kipchoge won. If it's any a one other than those other two, I think that would be a mistake. But it's not as big a mistake as leaving out Dos Santos. That, to me, is going to go down as the... If Mondo ultimate. does win yeah, and Sydney wins... Mm-hmm. Who would you give the overall ultimate athlete of the, the year? Ultimate athlete of the year. Bring back Oof. Lincoln with his ultimate rankings. That's true. Who would be the Shout ultimate athlete of the year? Sydney or Mondo? I mean, it might it that one I might lean eh, Mondo, right? Would it be Mondo? Yeah, I mean, thing is Sydney though has the whole thing like the difference between Sydney and the next person is so much bigger than the difference between how far is Mondo's mark compared to Buka. Uh Indoors or outdoors? I don't know. Come on. Stop, uh, here stop we go. It. Well, he's at 621 now. Uh, outdoors. Bupka's 614. Okay, so that's... Indoors. Bupka's... So seven centimeters? Yeah, and he's four centimeters clear of La Villanie indoors. So seven centimeters. What's the difference? What's seven centimeters in pole vaulting versus time and four hurdles? What's tough. that conversion factor? <laughs> I got to get my charts yeah. out. I don't know. Let's have that debate when they both win. You know, in that situation though, I think I'll go towards Mondo because he competed more. I think so too. I think Mondo would get ultimate due to participation. Yeah, I think that because again, with each one of these things, the bar gets higher and higher. Like you, you dig more into the resume and you get even pickier. And even I thought pickier. you were doing a pun there. Oh, the bar? No. <laughs> I would should lose my, my that's position. A good, no, that's a good reference. I think, I think yeah, and Mondo going 19-1. and one, All right, he's not undefeated, but it's because he competed 20 times. That being said, if you simulate the season where Sydney competes 20 times, she doesn't lose. So She might. But that's it's a different different uh, beast. Pole vault versus Do you think tomorrow. Sydney went? Oh, let's play a game. And then we'll preview the women's cross-country championships, which is... 68.75 hours okay, I have the right to say I don't want to play this game. We can save it for later if it's not a good game. Or I'm not ready for the game. But go ahead. Pick a date that Sydney will lose a race. Any race? Any race. Oh. And no, it has to be uh, 400 flat or 400 hurdle. So it can't be like a 200 or whatever. When will be the next time Sydney loses a race? I'm going to put the over-under at... May twenty, May first, twenty twenty five. May first, twenty twenty five. So she's gonna go undefeated in twenty three and twenty four. I'll go under. I'll go under. Just pick the date. Pick the date. She'll run a quarter and, and lose in a quarter. And just it'll be or like, what counts here? What if she doubles, just and does a four hundred four hurdles and they're an hour and a half apart in a in like a random diamond league? Semis don't count. So, yeah, semis don't count, but I'm saying any, no, no any race in the 400. Any race in the 400 or 400 hurdle. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do the same date just a year. So you say she will lose before yeah, May I'll, 1st, 2024. I'll say May 1st, yeah, 2024. You're going 2025? I'm going May 1st, 2025. Yeah. will be when, when she'll lose. But then if you did the same thing with Mondo, you'd go way earlier. Yeah, because Mondo, you can know height and weather's yeah, weird. You, you'd probably say something... 
I'd say like Mondo will probably August, lose August 2023. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A like so that week. proves Sydney should yeah, be that's true. at All the right. end of the year. Done. Good game. Love it. Thanks for playing the game. See, Great some of my games are worth. No, that was good. All right. That was good. All right, let's go to women's uh, women's cross-country preview. Do we want to do that, or do you want to talk about the other news? Or we'll save that for the end of the pod? Let's save that for the end of the pod, okay. because I was already introducing the next segment. So you can reintroduce it for the clip. No, it's good. No, just reintroduce it. You'd be it. great on local news. I'd like start off be like, and now to weather. Like, you sure don't want to do sports right now? I mean, why don't we do sports? Sports. What about is traffic? The, is it traffic on the fives? Why can't we get traffic going? How long will it take before they would be like, Gordon? Gordon, we're going. Thanks, but direction. no thanks. We, yeah. we, we're going to move on. Gordon doing local news would be great. All right. First of all, you update the rankings. What were the big changes? Uh, well, let's bring up the rankings. Let's check You're it prepared out. too. It's good. <laughs> It's great. Uh, the team, team. Are we it's talking a lot of noise team? in the background? Are we talking, by the way. Are we talking team or we're in a construction zone again? Yeah. Here. We're talking team or we'll start with team. So <laughs> NC State stays number one. Uh, Oklahoma State I dropped from two to three, and I moved New Mexico up from three to two. NAU I moved up from four to five. Alabama I dropped from. I, NAU moved from five to four, and Alabama dropped down from four <sighs> to five. Do you want George, to start this again? Georgetown stayed at six, <laughs> and then the rest is kind of chaos. So I basically swapped New Mexico, Oklahoma State, and swapped NAU and Alabama based off of what happened at regionals. So these are, are your picks, basically, then? No, these are the rankings. Okay, so you have NC State 1, New Mexico 2, Oklahoma State 3, NAU 4, Alabama 5. Yes, and I would say that there are seven teams that can podium, and I'd say there's three teams that can win. So that's Georgetown and Notre Dame could also... Podium. Podium. And the three teams that could win, NC State, New Mexico, and Oklahoma State. Correct. All right. Them's the numbers. Any any big changes individually on the women's side? Uh, individually, I did swap Parker Valby and Caitlin Tui. Okay. So Valby I now have as the number one ranked athlete going into nationals. Tui dropped down to two. I mean, there's... There was a there was a vibe reason for that drop, not really necessarily a result reason, more just a vibe. Just felt like Valby has more momentum. So momentum, yeah. But they're really one A and one B. Like I feel bad having to choose one or the other. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I will say there is a fifty percent chance that one of these two finishes outside the top two. Okay, I can see that. It's a hard course. Yeah. There's a chance that one, and by outside top two, I'm saying like they finish like ninth, like not like third, because I think they're both are going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And I think they're either both going to have it, and it's going to be a great moment in the final 800 to see who has it the most in the final 800, or they're both going to go for it, and one is going to be a little bit going too much to the well too early, mm-hmm. the windy conditions, the cold, the hills, and then one of them just falls apart and the other one's able to hold on and just, you know, wins by a landslide. So I think those are the two options. I'm still not sure who my, my, my pick is. I'll let you know my pick at the end of the pod. But, uh, yeah, Valby and Tui still so much better than the rest. And then the other big names, Chalanga, Rowe, Kayla McCabe, Kelsey Camille, Hilda Olamoba. Did I say that right? Moy, I think. Momoy. Momoy. Old Mama Moy. Then Everlyn Kemboy. Yeah. And then Bailey Herdstein. And then Aubrey Brentaway, the senior from BYU, is my top 10. So. All right. So do you want to break the team race down a little further then? Yeah. So basically, uh, we ranked the top 255 based off of projected top sevens of the 31 qualified teams and the individuals that are going to the meet. And so what I did is I went through and see where your athletes showed up in my rankings of the notable top six teams. And so you can kind of see where certain teams' strengths and weaknesses are and see kind of how the team total is playing out. And we bring this graphic up here. You can see NC State versus New Mexico. Kevin, what do you notice here in the breakdown between these these rosters? Well, New Mexico is going to have a real tight pack. You have them going 19 to 48, which is really, really tight for an NCAA championship style race. You have them scoring 142. Yeah, 19 to 29 for their top four. That's even... Tighter. But that's what we would expect. That's yeah. been New Mexico's pattern the last couple of years. Now, before when they had Kaladi or some of the other superstars from years past, they would have a really low stick in there. But it's more just, is that group going to finish, you know, 19 
to 29 or could they possibly finish you know 15 to, to 25 or 10 to 20 that's going to be the difference and then the nc state side um all seven you have in the top 90 which is good but there's a gap there between four and five for them so i think if you're NC it's state, a big gap yeah if you're nc state you feel really good about your your your, your two up front Obviously, yes. and then it's just a matter of hey, the rest of that group can you get can you get a low stick in four and five? But it's like you look at NC State versus everybody else. It's like they have the better one, yes, than everybody else. They have the better two yep. than everybody else. Maybe maybe not Alabama. Alabama might have a better two. Okay, potential, but it's close. Yeah, and then three looks better. So then they definitely really, have a better three. Yeah, it, and four, four. Maybe not though. Oklahoma State's three. Bella yep. Chapkuri. Yeah, she's she's right there with. So that's that's when Alabama has a challenging number two versus NC State. Oklahoma State has a challenging number three against NC State. Yeah. So that's where it gets interesting. The the, the big factor, which I said in the podcast a week or so ago, Sydney Seymour. I mean, she's one of the best runners. No one has a good four the way they do. And I've done analysis. The most so this I've, I've looked back at the past twenty so years on both the men's and women's side. Nine, like ninety to ninety-five percent of the time, the eventual winning team, whoever had the best number four runner, typically wins because it's like a weird thing. Sometimes, like the most important runner is your fifth, your fifth runner, not necessarily. Or the most important runner is your number one stick. And you have someone like there's that analysis. No one's ever won without a a one stick in the top ten. Yeah, scoring ten, scoring in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, There's another analysis where if you compare. All 31 teams' number four runners. Yeah, yeah. Whoever is the best number four runner on those 31 teams typically wins. And you look at this, Sydney Seymour, right now I've ranked 27th. Uh, New Mexico's number four runner, I have ranked 29th. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty close. That's And that makes sense. These two teams are close to the top two teams. And then you look at the number four runners of Oklahoma State and Alabama. Oklahoma State's Gabby Hennerman, 42. That's going to be Oklahoma State's. Like, are they going to be able to yeah. close that gap? Alabama, Loma, Lomina, Asacol, Asacol. Thank you. She's thirty-eight. So they're still all-American caliber. So they yeah. could get into the mix, and that's why these four teams are kind of separate from the rest because they have good all number four runners, and typically your fourth runner needs to be top forty. Well, and you see two separating from Oklahoma State and Alabama, and that's just. Because of that depth at four and five. Now, Oklahoma State looks like they're in close enough range and they'll be racing at home, so you don't want to count them out. But having a five score 100, no, that, yeah. that's really tough for your team chances. Because then you look on the flip side, both NC State and New Mexico are going to have seven in before you even get to 100, let yeah. alone five. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be tight between New Mexico and NC State with Oklahoma State having an outside shot at it. I would favor, this has been my position for the last couple weeks, NC State, I think, yeah. because of the, the reasons I outlined above, having the better one, having the better two, and I just think they have so much depth. They have they have seven women who have the potential to be top 50 yeah. on, on the right day, yeah. and I just think uh, enough of them are going to come through when it counts to give them a score in the you know 110 to 130 range, which should be enough. And here's the thing about Oklahoma State and Alabama. Right now they're you know in the three four air range. Stephanie Moss right now their fifth runner one hundred. Gabgia Galvedite. I've said the name one oh nine and their seventh runner Sivian Arbach one eighteen. So that's three women all potentially in the same range as their fifth runner. Yeah. If one of those three just runs out of their mind on their yeah. home course instead of finishing a hundred, they finish sixtieth. Yeah. That's 40 points. You take 40 points away from their 171, they're down to 131, and then that, then you're in range to potentially win. Same thing with Alabama. Yeah. Elka Machin, if she's like – because at the end of the day, what's the difference between finishing 141st and 80th? Not much. Not much, but we also need to put in perspective, run out of your mind. Yeah, because that's Because this true. isn't basketball where you can – Catch fire from for a three. quarter, yeah. or or football where you can get a couple breaks. This is distance running. That's true. This is there are limits to it. Now they can have a great day, and other people around them can have bad days, and you can make up some points. But there is a limit to how much you can expect from from these runners. I will say that, and also 
this is analysis that I'll probably talk about more on the men's side, but I'll bring it up here on the women's side. You also look about where's the opportunity to improve. Mm-hmm. You look at NC State's top four, you can't really see much room for improvement. Like, Caitlin Tui can't do better than one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The difference of Smith and Bush 14 to nine, that's only going to be five. Like, mm-hmm. their top four, really, like, their ceiling is, they don't really have a higher ceiling to yeah, get to. Yeah. And same thing with a bunch of other schools. But if you look at it, Alabama and Oklahoma State couldn't knock down a ton of points if one of their runners just runs out of their mind. Same thing with New Mexico a bit with their fifth runner. Uh, Notre Dame and NAU, that's what brings them into the mix because you look at their uh, places, they have a bunch of women. NAU, I have right now 10, 31, 47, 75, 76. You know? If three of those women each knock 20 places off their spot, all of a sudden they're in the mix. Same thing with Notre Dame. I have them 16, 54, 56, 62, 69, and an 80. You know? Well, they're they make that a 30, 30, 40, 40, and then all of a sudden Notre Dame's in the mix. Well, they're closer to Alabama than Alabama is to Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, as you mentioned, three teams. It's like two groups of three teams. Yeah. Or I guess you would extend. Georgetown also should be yeah. talked about a bit. Well, like NAU at 230, you're projecting at 239. That's only 26 points back of Alabama. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, a couple runners knock off 10 points and then you're in business. You just, for Alabama, those four are really solid. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting the fifth across across the line. And NAU has a, well, like NAU, their first runner could be behind Alabama's third runner, realistically. Yeah. And they could still manage to beat them. Yeah. Like they could have three in before NAU has one, but then NAU could have five in before they have five. Yeah. They get seven in before they have five, actually. Yeah. Think about it. So it all is going to depend on where the where where there's ten points here, five points here. There's a big group of women in, at this point, you know? Like that's that's kind of what's fun and interesting about cross country is like how are the points distributed as well, too. That's cross country, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I go back to last time it was in Stillwater. Weather was warmer then than it is going to be on oh, be on Saturday, but the course itself was tough, and teams were going big time backwards over the last column. I mean, Whitney Orton was in in the lead, and then all of a sudden you look, she was just nowhere. And at BYU hung on and ended up winning that race. But there were teams that were in the podium position with like a K to go, yeah. and then they finished like fifteenth. Yeah, it was it was really wild the the fluctuations in points because people just literally tied up and lost a hundred spots right in the last mile or so like they people are collapsing and stuff so i don't i don't know if we're going to get that because weather would be cooler and also more familiarity with the course now people have run it a bunch of times yeah that was a weird year too after the covid postponement but it's not it's never smooth sailing all the way through 6k or or 10k for the men and this is especially true in Stillwater. what else you got here i was talking uh I, I sent uh, these uh, analysis to some of these coaches that coached some of these teams. Mm. And they all, they all like, they just like, are, am I, they, they, they're like, am I supposed to be offended, excited, <laughs> confident, not confident? You say, you tell me. Yeah, so you tell me. This is just what the computer said. You, you, at the end of the day, the athletes get to decide where they finish. Them. Yeah. What I'm sure they're doing the same sort of projections analysis, too. Yeah. Right? They get. They get a spreadsheet out, and they can look at regional results, and they can look at Nuttycomb results, and be like, "Okay, where do we where do we fit in among here?" I just think, yeah, I I, I think it's gonna be a good race for for those top two. I don't know if Oklahoma State and Alabama have enough to get in that title picture, but it would be interesting to see New Mexico if they can just pack their way to a title. And they're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, yeah, that'd be wild. I mean. And this all could be moot because then if NC State has the ability to be like, all right, this is cute. We're going to go score 70 points and it's right. over. And <laughs> NC State is the team that has the blowout potential. Yeah. I don't think any other team has the blowout potential. No. NC State has the blowout potential. But I'm also interested strategically how do they run? How do these teams approach it? You know what New Mexico is going to do because it's yeah. been this thing that they've done all season. Like How do these other teams approach that? And you have – like in Alabama – and NC State, and Oklahoma State, you got all these teams that are going to want to put, that have the capability to put a bunch of people in the top 10, too. Whereas I, I kind of like that New Mexico's whole focus is going to be their pack. 
yeah. and where they fit in and moving as one throughout. I'm sure they'll have to be one of the turquoise jerseys out there as well too. So, you know, it, it's sort of a different approach than some of these other teams that have individual title contenders too. Yeah. All right. If you let's do a uh, some uh Hold on. Okay. You want to do pr- predictions? No, I was going to talk about individual. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. And then so, I want to do sleepers after that. But I wanted to like let's 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 you are Caitlin Tui, mm-hmm. and I'm Parker Valby. Yeah. What are you thinking, and what's your plan? I can't tell you that, Gordon. Because I'm Parker? Yes. Because that's, that's, first of all, that's you, a good, that was a good test. You, go, you passed you got, the first test. You got to leave the room. You should not reveal your strategy to your number one competition. But in a world where you can reveal to me, uh, what should Caitlin Tui do? I think she should run the way she's run all year. I don't think she should change anything. I don't think the fact that there's a team title at stake is going to sh- – it's not going to be – what's a good example of that? Like the Grant Fisher situation, right? Now just go go get – score one point. <laughs> go out there and win the race. Okay. Uh, you're the 5,000-meter uh, title holder. Now – I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. But hold on. Hold on. Okay. But I think what you're going to do is I think you're going to push the pace. Yes. That's so- what but that's what you've done all the time. But this this course is particularly hard. So I don't necessarily think laying off the pace is a bad strategy for for Tui. So you're gonna let you're gonna let me Parker Valby just go. If if you go out crazy fast, yeah. How, how far are you let me go? I'm gonna be confident. I'm the five k champion. Yeah, but like you're gonna let me have five meters, ten meters, well, twenty meters. Like when remember, are you gonna be like? I don't think she's coming back towards me. Well, do you remember now it was ten k, not six k. But remember Wesley Kiptu versus Mance at their championships. <laughs> Yeah, they came back. He just kept going and going and going. You're like, oh my gosh! And then Mans just turned that thing into a complete route. So, are you gonna? Tr- are you gonna? I don't think I'm thinking. Bank on Parker Valby falling apart late. I'm not gonna bank on it, but I'm also not gonna ruin my race in the first like kilometer by going crazy fast. Okay, but I would. But maybe Valby does do that because she wants to put the pressure on early on. And make her make a decision. So. Yeah, I can tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm not going to change my strategy and think, oh, you think I'm going to go out hard and you're going to lay off. So then I'll do the opposite, yeah. not go out hard, turn this into like a sit and kick. Because I'm like, no, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Gas, gas, gas. So I'm going gas, gas, gas the whole yeah, time yeah. and see what happens. Hey, if it doesn't work, whatever. There's always next year. I'm only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, and your team isn't there. Yeah. So so you gotta. I'm not. I'm not letting anyone down. Yeah. Like I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Going for it. No, I think might as well try to win as opposed to try to like I want to finish top five. Yeah. No, I don't think she do that. But also, I think I think McCabe's gonna be in the mix for a bit, right? Or and she can kick, correct? Yeah. Jalan got strong. She's won a title before. This is a good. There's a good group of. So Roe is good. Cook is a little bit of a wild card. I think this is a weird fun. situation. Would you? You would argue Caitlin Tui is the favorite, right? I think I think Caitlin based on like you think Valby's the favorite. I think Valby's technically the favorite, but like this is my point. Caitlin Tui is the more experienced runner. She's been in more of these type of races, more yeah. championship style races, right? So typically, that runner is the one who has the keys to the race. They're the one who decide. You know, when Centro steps on a fifteen hundred, he decides what the pace is. Yeah, yeah, no one else does. Yeah, this might be a weird situation where. The newcomer, Parker Valby, actually has the keys to the race. Where Caitlin doesn't get to decide the doesn't get to set the pace, Parker does. And that's kind of unique. Like typically the alpha is the one who sets the race, but in this situation, the alpha might say, No, you you decide. Is that because the team and then I'll situation accordingly? Is that because the team situation or just because of how aggressively Valby races? Just because of how aggressively Valby's been. Okay. Yeah. But I think that's a unique situation where Caitlin probably walks onto every starting line thing and like, but isn't that rightfully s- so? That's how you should think. But now it's like, it might be my best interest to like not act that way and let. Yeah, I don't know. Do you but know what I'm trying to say? Isn't this similar to though Mance and Kip too? Although I guess Mance wasn't Mance that yet, yeah. fully Mance. But was, he wasn't the full form of Mance. He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, he hadn't won yet. Yeah. But I we probably thought he was a favorite, but you know Kip too was yeah. having such a crazy season and he ran. Now, I'm not saying Valby's going to run like Kip 2 ran, 
But I just think it's really hard to lead wire to wire in an NCAA cross country championship. Like that's very difficult to do. So I don't think laying back five seconds or something at the first K or two K is going to be determinative for not just Tui. It's not just Tui. It's because I think Roe could get in the mix. I think Chalangot could get in the mix. I think McCabe could get in the mix. Any of those women. And that's the good thing if you're Tui. Okay, say you don't go with Valby and Valby goes by herself. You're still going to have people to work with. Yeah, because I I think Tui's going to be the captain of the individuals all trying to beat Parker. To, like, to I chase think him down. Chalangot, yeah. Roe, McCabe, Camille are all going to be like, Tui, what's our plan? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we know you're the best. You shouldn't tell them either. Don't we, tell anybody. We, we, what are you doing? Because we want to go with you because we know trying to beat Barker Valby is going to be a unique task because she's still kind of an unknown. Even though she's been in the NCAA for a year or two now. I'm not sure if she's a redshirt sophomore or true sophomore. But, you know, there's an unknown with – I mean, Chalangot knows. So Chalangot's going to be like, yeah, you guys figure it out. I tried twice. Didn't work. You mm-hmm. know, so – But she's won one though. She's won one on this course. Yeah. So – that's why, I th- and I think McCabe, someone who can close that fast, I think you got to give her a shot yes. as well too. And Rose and it, like you have three women who've won NCAA titles here between Chalangot, Rowe, and Tui, and then you got two others in there who are certainly worthy yeah. of of a title. So and a bunch of runner ups, right? Was it Valby a runner up at five k? Val Valby's runner up at five k. McCabe was McCabe a runner up? And the, yeah, like you just have this is a deep rate. Like we're, I think. Maybe she wasn't. We have the tendency to, to narrow it down to two people. Fisher versus Knight, right? Yeah, there's five. Man's versus five. Skip two. Like this is Maybe this six. is pretty deep. You'd be surprised if it fell out of the first five, I would think. Yeah. I mean Camille yeah. Uh, that would be Camille winning. I don't think Camille's gonna win the national title. I mean that'd be pretty that'd be a turn of events. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. yeah, NC, NC State wins national they're like, yeah. wait, Tui, right? No, it's actually Camille. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, on this course, I'll say that crazy stuff can happen. But I my my point is this field is deep. It's not just a two-person race Yeah, on the, on the women's side. Um, so some crazy stuff could happen, especially in your stat that you made up before, I think might actually be true. If there's a 50% chance of one of those two not finishing in the top in, five. In yeah. the top five, right. Because they, 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 they destroy each other. They beat so up McCabe was third in steeple outdoors, eighth indoors in the 3K, okay. third in the in, in cross. Third, yeah. Yeah, but she's—I mean, she's got crazy experience. She's, yeah. she's running a bunch of these um, NCAA championship races. So, yeah, quality is there. Quality is there. We'll do sleepers first, and then we'll do picks. Yeah. Do you have any either individual or team sleepers? Uh, individual. So, what's the definition of sleep, sleeper as in to win it, or sleeper as in to be like, no one's talking about this person, and they finish top five. I'll put the. Criteria for sleeper at someone who has a potential to finish. Let's say top three. Top three. Okay. But not getting spoken about. Uh, my number one sleeper for top three would be NAU's Elise Stearns. Currently, I have her ranked 11th. I think she's been running very well. Let's look at her. Um, so she was second at Mountain Region. She mm-hmm. won the Big Sky. She was third at Nutty Comb, and she was fifth at the Cowboy Jamboree. So she's always been in the top three or five in the marquee race. And getting third at Nuttycomb is pretty impressive. Now, obviously, Nuttycomb wasn't every single elite runner. You know, Valby wasn't there. I don't think Chilangot was there. So it's harder to get top three because more athletes come in. But I think the NAU team is, you know, potential podium team. And I think Elise Stearns is having a breakout season. She's run 15.55 for the 5K. So it's not like she's... She's kind of like this is her first year as being like, her first season as being like a legit top potential dog. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know she's going to be going up against women who've run fifteen thirties and fifteen twenties in the five k. Uh, but yeah, at least Stearns is my sleeper for potential top three. All right, Do you team, have a sleeper? No, only you. You don't sleep on anyone. I just I'm, I'm fully awake. I'm fully aware of all, all right. This. Team sleeper? No, I'm okay. Yeah, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? No, no. I was just, I was going to give Camboy. Utah Valley. So you, you have, have a sleeper. You have a ranked eighth, so that's not that's not much of um uh, that's not much of a sleeper. Yeah. Um let's see if I have anyone ranked really low, that'll just be like, what? Um let me see, let's put 
This is the random sleeper of the night. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Who's like a fun one? Who's a fun sleeper? All right. I'll go with Laura, Laura Pelicoro, sophomore from Portland. Portland? Yeah. What about... She's uh, 26. What about, uh, was it Mitchell from Oregon State who won West? Oh, she's good. Yeah. Yeah. You ever down in 13th? Yeah, I shouldn't Kayla be. Mitchell. I don't want to give away all my my picks for the draft tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Yeah, for I our, shouldn't be revealing my sleepers. Our cross country um, draft. Who's someone that's like? There's got to be someone who's like. I don't know. Well, what There's you should do. Sleepers. What you should do tonight for homework is you should look at who did well at this race two years ago. Yes, but I guess you could also look at previous. They they've run out a bunch now. All the mystery yeah. is 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 gone away with this course. All right, team sleepers. Who could finish in the top? three that we're not thinking about or let's just say top four who could podium who could podium that we're not talking about that's not of my six to seven podium teams. yeah so not nc state new mexico oklahoma state nau alabama or georgetown you had notre dame as a chance yeah notre dame as a chance so outside the top seven who's someone who i think can finish in the top four yeah okay so potential teams are byu colorado utah stanford oregon north carolina I think – I mean, it seems like – I guess I was going to say BYU, but now I'm going to zag on my BYU pick, but I'm going to stay in the state. I'm going to go with Utah. All right. Currently ranked 10th. Uh, they ran well at Pac-12s against uh, a good Colorado team and a good Oregon team and Stanford team. I'm going to go Utah. Utah is my official sleeper for mm-hmm. a potential non-contender – to show up and finish top four. I like that because you dropped them from the last rankings probably based on regional results. But, like, we know people care more about conference and regionals, especially yes. if you're at the top of the list. So I'm looking for – who did you drop? Did you drop anybody really far on here? Yeah. I guess there's not – that's the main one yeah. that I'm seeing. I mean, you moved Notre Dame up from 11 to 7, which was big. But Dropped Syracuse from 17 to 25, but that's all. Okay. Semantics. 17 to 25? Yeah. All right. Yeah, you have that run of teams. They're all West and Mountain teams right there. Yep. BYU, Colorado, Utah, Stanford, Oregon. I'll say Stanford. Stanford. Okay. I like that one. Let's go. So you go Utah. I go Utah. You go Stanford. Yeah. Packed one. Are you on your picks? Picks. Official picks for the women's team and individual race. Go ahead, Gordon. What do you got? Podium. Podium order? Yeah. Okay. I need, I need, I, I, um, this is this is real time. Gordon making this decision. I did not make these picks before the pod. I am in the. Pro- I'm going to show you real time thought process of me going through this. Okay, I'm going to go with. I got first have to decide who my podium my my teams are. NC State's going to podium. New Mexico's going to podium. I think Oklahoma State's going to podium. I think. Okay, I got it. So. I'm going to go winning, I think, fourth place is going to be Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma State gets fourth. I think third, I think third might be, I think, NAU. Mm-hmm. I think NAU is going to get third. Second, I'm going to go with. I know whatever I say, it's going to be opposite. <laughs> this is exactly what's going to happen. What I say is going to be opposite. So I'm going to say NC State wins. New Mexico gets second. Oklahoma State third. Uh, goes New Me- Number one, NC State. Number two, New Mexico. Number three, NAU. And number four, Oklahoma State. That's my order. All right. I'm going to NC State one, New Mexico two. Because we're doing this, New Mexico's going to win, by the way. Just so you know. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to go Alabama three. Okay. I like I'm gonna, that. And then I'm going to go Oklahoma State four. Okay. So I have your same top four no. in the rankings. Yeah, the rankings, yeah. But I'm just flipping Alabama and Oklahoma State. But I think NC State is going to win. Yeah. I want to zag, though, because I want to be correct. I want to correctly predict them not winning. But I just can't do it. So I have to predict, predict them to win. Because they probably are going to win. So, 
Yeah. It just because we're saying that that's what's going to happen. New Mexico will end up winning. It's just the fact that you, you got to have somebody in that top ten. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. and that's that's the argument against New Mexico. Against New Mexico is trying to get somebody in that top ten. Yes. And I agree with you on that. And that's why I'm not able to. If New Mexico just had one top ten stick, I would be like all in on that New Mexico because they don't. I have to go all in on NC State. It's just too much firepower up front to to ignore. So mm-hmm. yep. So I'm going. Yeah, we're both going NC State, New Mexico one two. You're going Alabama, Oklahoma State. I'm going Alabama three, Oklahoma State yeah. four. And I'm going NAU. Three Oklahoma State four. Yeah. Yep. So there you have it. Individual, who are you going? I'm going top three. I'm going two E one, Valby two. Let's go Chalanga at three. That's really chalky of you. It's very chalky. Yep. It's gonna be a chalky year. It's a chalky year. That's my prediction. Chalk year. I'm gonna go with uh Valby one. I'm gonna go with Kaylee McCabe, two. And then I'm going to go with... Taylor Rowe, three. So you got Valby, McCabe, and then Rowe. Rowe. All right. I went into... I purposely... That was my I don't want to pick chalk prediction. I just, someone's got to do it. How many picks are you going to make? Are you just going to keep making different No, picks? this is my one pick. But I'm just going to go all in on non-chalk. And predicting Caitlin Tui outside of top three is kind of a, a bold move. But Yeah, but I mean, it. do you actually believe? Okay. Well, it's your pick. Yeah, it's my pick. Make your pick how you want to make your pick. So I got Valby, it's my McCabe, Rowe. It's my pick. I can pick however I want to. I'm just looking this uh, – I was looking the stats back up of the – Number one runner for all the championship teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Throughout history. So you have uh, BYU actually is the most recent one. They had their number when they won in, in, because obviously NC State in 2021 had a top 10 runner. And then you had um, BYU in 2020. Anna Camp finished 11, but she scored nine. Then. The years, before, you know, the, the the two years before that, 2019 and 2018, Arkansas scored three, Colorado scored one, and then you go New Mexico one, and then I'll just read these down: four, 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 five, two, three, one, six, five, eight, three, seven, two, three, four, five, one. Eight, Why are you revealing 10. my phone number? That's... So 10, 1998, Villanova's number one runner scored. This is when they moved to the um, current format of 31 teams. They scored 10. That's the highest number, but everybody else has scored under that. Now, you could say, though, New Mexico, I mean, maybe they will get a, their first runner to score 10 because scoring 10 is different than placing 10 because you have people like Valby, you don't count in the team score. But yeah, that would be why I'd have the NC State pick. But good luck on your picks. Good luck on your picks. My picks are good. We're going to do a NCA draft on Thursday's pod. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So we're going to preview the men. And then we'll do the draft. And then we're going to do the draft. Yeah, because we won't have 10 minutes at the beginning of me getting mad about Dos Santos being left off the World Athlete of the Year. Can we talk about uh, the other viral news story of the day? Viral news story. I'll put it in the podcast. Let me Google viral news stories. I'll put it here. Oh, he's got it. Yeah. Okay, you got it. Here we go. Oh, he's the the marathon runner who smokes while he runs. Yeah, so a Chinese chain-smoking marathon runner ran uh, a marathon in – Less than three and a half hours while smoking the entire time. We got some great photos from this Sky News article. Mm-hmm. But he didn't just smoke one cigarette. Because yeah. if you keep scrolling, Colt, scroll down, there's more photos at the bottom. You see that he had a pack and he was like going through them. He was lighting them up. Well, yeah, that's what chain smoking is. He kept going. And this guy ran three and a half hours. Under three and a half hours. Yeah. Which makes me, first of all, how impressed are you with this? What's more impressive, that or sub two hour marathon? Uh, the sub two, <laughs> I feel bad for the people who are around him. Yeah. That's tough break. Maybe it was a competitive advantage. How many did he get through? I mean, what do you th- how long does it take to smoke a cigarette? I know. Colt, can you help us with this? Average. You don't need to incriminate to yourself. Uh, a cigarette is. Wait. A minute? Two minutes? Three minutes? Wow. It says, the average time to smoke a cigarette is six minutes. Wow. 
But it does say you lose 11 minutes of your life. But does that get counterbalanced by the fact that he ran a marathon? Like, what does this net out to at the end? I think it. I is think he breaks. Healthier? I think he breaks even. Okay. But if he if he if he <laughs> smokes one cigarette every six minutes, yeah. and he ran for three hours and thirty minutes, right? Yeah. So let's do the wait three hours thirty minutes point zero, and he ran for six minutes six. You're saying it takes him six minutes to smoke a cigarette? Yeah, that's the right way. I mean, that was got to be tough. 35 cigarettes. Yeah, I bet he didn't do that many. It's almost two packs. Yeah. He should, should probably run faster, smoke less, probably better for his health. I, yeah. Both ways. Yeah. Not only is he running faster, he's smoking less. Maybe that's why he's doing it. Yeah. Maybe this will motivate him. He's like, this is how I run fast, is I incentivize myself to want to smoke less. <laughs> It just, just seems tough. You're just like re- breathing heavy and then you're just wanting to inhale a bunch of smoke. just seems like it wouldn't work, but somehow it does. So chain-smoking marathon, that's now off the bucket list in society. People have <laughs> run marathons in banana suits. People have run marathons. Juggling. Juggling. Yeah. Playing a basketball and sandals, barefoot. What's the next big marathon feat? Like what do we need to see? Why are you looking at NCA results right now? Come on, man. We're talk- uh, I wanted to see how many, how much movement there was in the final. We're not <laughs> of uh, the twenty twenty. No one cares. I'm listening. I'm listening. To what you're saying? You don't listen to what I'm saying. Man, a lot of people went backwards in the last one. How did everybody gain points? That doesn't matter. All right. Well, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of a fun thing to do in a marathon when you're. So that'll be a good challenge. So, I mean. Nothing is going to be as bad as this just because this directly impacts your ability to breathe. Yeah, I guess I don't know, can... guys. Look at this thing I just found. What's that? Cigarette smoking has been shown to increase serum, I mean, hemoglobin, and hemoglobin. I'm not going to oh, say this oh. is fully vetted, but, but you know. What website is this? Maybe, maybe he knows something. Look just at that good. photo. His arms look like that. I will say, what if, what you're, if saying, it's like... you're saying it's a PED, basically? An underused tool That's from in the, high uh, performance National endurance Library training. of Medicine. Oh, okay. What if interesting? Instead of smoking a cigarette, you eat a hot wing. So this guy's cheating every six minutes. Um, with no. Would I? I would be more likely to do that than this. Yeah, that would be hard though, right? Eating a hot wing, it would burn. You have so to like, carry the hot wings with. So you. instead of a beer mile, you have a hot wing marathon. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I gotta admit, that's tough. <laughs> and like, they get spicier. They get hotter. Like the, the like the show hot ones. Like they get hotter every mile you Oof. go. You twenty six hot wings. One each mile? One each mile. Yeah. And you got to eat the whole thing. You can't just take a bite and then leave. You have to eat it to the bone. Listen. Again, that would be impressive. And the spice, the Scoville spice level goes up. As <laughs> that would be impressive, but it's still not on the par with what this guy's doing. Okay, what about... In a, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not... What's another like unique thing you could do? I don't know. Anyone in the chat have a, a fun challenge? Because I'm trying to think of what I want to do for when I run my marathon. You're running a marathon? I'm not running a marathon. Okay, that was, I was a joke. I was going to ask. <laughs> what is going on with this? Though? They're still talking about... And they got costumes, right? They got people yeah, bouncing costumes. basketball the entire way. That's kind of boring, yeah. though. Maybe. Yeah, that doesn't... That makes it difficult for you to run, but it doesn't interfere with your ability to breathe. What about reading a book? Reading a book? Yeah. See, you're getting in other people's way. What about playing guitar? At that point. Yeah. I mean, that's tough, too, because you, you're carrying a guitar yeah. the entire way. That's got to be pretty annoying. And it's moving while, yeah. you, while you play. You have to record the, the entire Beatles. You have to play the entire Beatles catalog <laughs> Beatles while running a, yeah. a marathon. Or a piano. A piano, yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> I, just, I think ingesting uh, nicotine. In your, At the end of the day, that's probably the And your lungs is pretty yeah. tough. Um, questions from the chat. Troy says, do non-team athletes bump the team athletes back in the rankings? No. No, no. They take them out. They're they're all in there. 255 includes the 36. I think you're talking about the scoring. Oh, scoring? No, they're not counted in my scoring. No, but by 255, the non-team athletes are in the rankings. That's Parker Valby's number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is why Kaylin Tuway have scoring one point because she'll get second, but score one point. Gotcha. All right. What else? Oh, 
press conference? You want to do press conference trivia? Yeah, so for those who don't know, uh, NCAA championships, they always have a press conference uh, before championships, indoor, outdoor, cross country, and the NCAA selects a group of coaches and athletes to be represented, and it's always a fun game to like see who do they choose. It's a fun who, game for Gordon. Who does the NCAA <laughs> think we want to hear from? Yeah. Because, you know, are they picking the right – because sometimes – they, especially in outdoor track, they're picking sometimes the wrong coaches. I'm like, they never picked a Houston coach, even though Houston was going to podium. But anyway. some of it's because of availability. Yeah, too. availability, but whatever. Anyway, so uh, we're not going to the press conference because we don't get in time, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, that sucks. Our flight is a little bit later. But I want to play a game with you, Kevin, in real time. Can you predict the athletes and the coaches that are selected? Three men, three women, four coaches. Okay. Can you, if you go – First of all, I didn't get this email. You didn't get the email, which is a big reason. So there's a total of 10, 10 people you have to guess. If you go 10 for 10 – You'll buy me dinner. Okay. I'll buy you dinner. There's one sure thing here. There's one absolute sure thing. If you go, yeah, if you, no, if you go 10 for 10, I will – yeah, I'll buy you dinner. I'm going to go with the first pick, Joe Franklin. No. I'm out? Yes. <laughs> I'll give you a gimme. I'll give you a gimme. You gotta go nine for uh, ten. Lori Hennis. Yes. Okay. So you said there's four coaches total? Four coaches, six athletes. Three three four, men, three women. Four coaches, six athletes. Um I mean it would make sense for NAU because they're in contention for both the men and the women. At Eyestone would also make sense. He's usually at these things. No Joe Franklin, huh? That really threw me off. And then for Stanford, there should have been an obvious number one overall pick. I don't know why you Stanford. You got okay. You start start guessing, man. You're, you're ruining the segment. No, I'm thinking. There's a dinner on the line now. You gave me more. Uh, Mike Smith. Mike Smith is okay. You got two coaches so far. Two more coaches. Come on, dude. At Einstein. No. Ugh. All right, I'll keep. No, we just gotta solve it until you get to the ten. Um. Okay, so oh, Dave Smith. Yes, yes. that's stupid. Stupid. Why did I not? He's already there. Uh, one more coach. Uh, Stanford. J- JJ. JJ. JJ Clark. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, men's side. Santos. Santos. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So you got the coach. Okay, you're you're, you're not doing right, too well right. this Double game. Double or nothing. Right. Double or nothing. Six athletes. Six three athletes. Men, three women. Yeah. Tui. Correct. Valby. Correct. Chalangat. Correct. Yes. I'm wow. still alive. I thought folks. you were gonna say Taylor Rell. I'm still alive. Still, okay. I'm still alive. Men's side. Nico. Yes. I'm trying to. Mm, Charles Six. Yes. Man. That was a big one. I didn't it know if you get the Stanford one this. right. All right. So it all comes down to this. I think they might pick Oklahoma State. They didn't pick Roe, but they might pick Oklahoma State athlete here. You have Alex Mayer ranked number one. I don't think they would do another Stanford athlete, Kai Robinson. Klinger, Wolf. It's got to be Alex Mayer. It's Alex Mayer. Yes. Guys. You don't get a you don't you I don't get, get nothing. You get nothing because oh, you doubled or nothing. It was either you get nothing or I get two dinners. <laughs> oh, that was it. That's pretty impressive, though. It wasn't impressive. It took you like twenty guesses. I just well, it took you started, me. No, you start your number one pick was Joe Franklin of New Mexico. That was kind of a joke. when it was on the Oklahoma State course. <laughs> that was kind of a joke. I know. It was and a, I thought it was a good he, I thought he would get picked. Yeah, but like you should have went with Dave Smith. Number I know. One I, pick. I totally blanked on Oklahoma State. That was bad. That was bad. I admit the coaches were wrong, but I got the athletes. And you're taking the Stanford women's coach? No, I just yeah. Let's forget about the coaches. I went six for six on the, on yeah. the individuals. That's good. That's good. So we'll play this game in March. Chewy Valby. <laughs> this is a great city. It's harder in March because then you have field event athletes. Chewy Valby, Chalangot, Hicks, Nico, Mayer. That's a good. They did good. Yeah. Good job. They got the, they got six there. Yeah. That was the uh, first annual. That's picking coach. Charles Hicks makes me think like – so is, they look at Hicks as the number one guy and not Kai Robinson? Because I always thought – because Kai won Nuttycomb. Kai won Nuttycomb, but if you're looking at the flow track rankings – oh, yeah, Kai is ahead of him. Yeah. This, I put him there because he won Nuttycomb. Yeah. That is a good question. That's a good parlay. That's like a minus 110. Who, right, who, who finishes higher? Hicks? Or Robinson? I think Hicks. 
That's why I would have him at the press conference. Why do you choose Hicks? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Like it's a, they're very close. What was Hicks? This is he won Pac-12s. I guess that's why. Yeah, but like Kai Robinson finished like eighth on purpose. They were like yeah, seven. yeah. I don't know. He got third at Nuttycomb. That's a more of a relevant race, I think. Not sure. I mean, it's gonna be tough for you because you think Hicks is one of the top American up and comers. <laughs> And then you found out. Why do you keep on bringing back all my failed? Uh, it was funny analysis. It's funny. It's funny that you brought that you said it. Not that I brought it. Back. I went all in on it. Too. All right, that's it. We're gonna go. Thanks, Colt. Uh, thanks, Gordon. Thanks everybody in the chat for watching live. We will be back on Thursday. So we're not doing Friday because we'll be traveling on Friday. We're doing Thursday show. We'll preview the men. We'll do the draft. And if there's other stories that pop up, we'll have time to cover and those as well too. When we do the draft, if you're in the chat, we're giving. Of one of the teams is going to be managed by the chat. So yeah. be at that, be in the chat live tomorrow, 1230 Central. And if your team wins, Gordon will Venmo you $100. Maybe. Is that right? Maybe. Okay. We'll figure it out. If you're I, in I, Stillwater. I'll make the decision of whether or not I'm Venmoing you after the draft. Okay. Because if I think my, I'm confident in my team, then I'll play the game. But if I'm not confident in my team, I'm not. All right. And everybody who participates, right? You have $100. Yeah, so like... So there's 50 people in the chat and they all participate. They each get $100 from you. No, no. No, no. They divide the $100. Oh. 50 ways. Gotcha. That's tough. A lot of paperwork there. All right. Thanks, guys. See you tomorrow.